You ever catch yourself thinking, I'm having no sugar. That's it. I'm done. I'm done with sugar. I give it up. Or that's it. I'm done with alcohol. I give it up. And then you find yourself back with the sugar and the alcohol. Well, stay tuned because I'm going to help you understand why that's actually keeping you stuck in the cycle, that thinking, and what to do to let go of the all or nothing thinking. Welcome to Exit the Drinking Life podcast. I'm thrilled that you're here. I'm your host, Debbie Tauber, creator of the Exit Methodology, advocate for living your best and most intentional life, and alcohol freedom coach. This podcast is for you if you have big dreams and aspirations, but you begin to notice that just maybe your current drinking patterns are getting in the way. Inside the podcast, we'll dive into a modern day approach that can help you move away from shame and blame when it comes to what you're drinking and finally take the driver's seat of your life again. It's time to exit the drinking life. Hey, my friend, welcome back to the podcast. I'm over here. We are in Florida. Yes, we're getting slightly fall weather, just a little bit. It's a little better than even last week. We have some cooler weather coming. The humidity is lower. And for me, this is my favorite time of year to live here. To me, this is why you would live in Florida. It's the kind of weather that we're having on a day like today as I'm recording this. So let's go ahead and get into the topic of today's episode. As we're deciding and thinking about and wondering about cutting back on alcohol or cutting down or taking a break of some kind or maybe even beginning an alcohol-free life, it truly, truly isn't easy. And I know that, right? I've been there. I've lived it. My struggle with myself and doing this on and off and trying to figure this out, once I became 100% aware that this was something I needed to do something about, was literally seven years on and off. Right? So it wasn't seven constant years in a row. It was a lot of on and off behaviors. And so in this episode and what I want to talk about and what I'm sharing in here is going to help you understand kind of why it happened like that. And my desire with doing this work that I do is to have it, your flying out of this cycle, right, be not take seven years. Let your ending the cycle be far shorter than my ending was, right? And so for many of us, as we start off on this and we're filled with enthusiasm, but eventually a little bit down the road, maybe even only, it might be you wake up in the morning and you're filled with enthusiasm. You're determined, you're decided, this is it, today's the day. I am not drinking today. And by the end of the day, we have run out of steam for that, right? And so for some, it's after a couple of weeks. And then some of us, we kind of slip up you know, after a couple of weeks or by the time the clock hits five o'clock. And then some of us, and really this was me a lot in my seven-year journey, I would be determined when I'd wake up and by the time the end of the workday came, forget it. I'd be trying cold turkey and the end of the day workday came and I'd forget all about what I had decided. And so I went through enough of those cycles and enough of those kind of days in a row, then I just decided, okay, forget it. I give up. That's it. And then I'd go through too much of it 
and go down the road and come back to it. And so my time in those seven years was a lot of that, really getting excited, having success for a little while, sometimes longer than a day, right? Could be up to a couple of weeks. And then I'd run out of steam or I'd slip up and I would just kind of give up on myself altogether and give up on the whole process. Then the more I tried going cold turkey again and again and cutting myself off completely and saying I was going to drink no alcohol for a month, a week, a day, specific days, I was just usually unable to find myself to continue to follow through. And so the story that had built up in my head and really the stories, they were all around something like this, right? And I believed this about myself so very deeply that I would always crave alcohol. I would never be able to just stop drinking, let alone quit altogether. And it would be kind of, I was just going to be this person that was going to be forever out of control. Can you relate? I'm sure you can. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You wouldn't have hit play on this button. You can relate to that in some way, shape, or form. And what I want to talk about today is this all or nothing kind of thinking. This it's all about all or nothing is what is really what I want to go in today. So I want you to think about other, even other areas in your life. Like maybe you've decided uh, you're not going to spend as much money. So you're going to go on this all or nothing concept around spending or just all or nothing around food, right? So raise your hand if you've ever found yourself in that cycle, this all or nothing kind of thinking. So as I'm doing this, I'm picturing your hands up in the air and raising your head and your head's nodding, right? And this is a very, very common mindset. This all or nothing, the extremes of all or nothing, good and bad, right and wrong. It's how we've been taught and conditioned to think is the way to success, especially when it comes to around food and alcohol. Those are really, really big on this all or nothing kind of concept thinking. It's how we're accustomed to going after our success and getting our goals and it's also what is actually keeping us stuck. So first, I want to talk about what it looks like, what this kind of looks like. And I've sort of tried to play a picture for you here up until this point, right? And then why it's a problem and what to do about it, right? So that's really what I want to get into you today. So not only does this all or nothing thinking play out when it comes to alcohol, it also happens big time around dieting, right? I kind of already brought that in, but we're in this and we've got this compound effect happening. All or nothing drinking usually looks like rule setting, a lot of falling off the wagon thinking, a lot of I had a good day today or a bad day today or a good day yesterday or bad day yesterday kind of conversation happening. It also leads to the I'm not that bad thinking. At least I don't do like so-and-so kind of thinking too. And I get it. I've lived it. I did it. And I can even sometimes find myself falling into this all or nothing kind of thinking with food. All the chocolate or no chocolate. All the carbs or no carbs. The all or nothing mentality is also what leads us down this, that shame spiral in our heads or even out loud. I remember a lot of the days when I would be flying and I'd be in the galley and the flight attendants would come in and we'd talk about, oh, I was so good yesterday and now I'm so bad today. Now I'm eating all of these peanuts on the airplane and these pretzels and I'm just standing here in the galley and look how bad I am. 
I'm this bad person eating this bad food, right? And so really think about that, that little mental shame. It's not like a deep shame, right? But literally shaming ourselves for consuming something. And then so we get that in our head and we're going out loud and we're saying it out loud, right? And then we start in this thinking, okay, I got to be good tomorrow. Or even saying, I can't believe how bad I am and what's wrong with me and why can't I just be normal, right? And so staying in this all or nothing mindset is the perfect way to keep your exit from this cycle of over drinking shame and regret 100% blocked. Lock shut like a steel safe that this all or nothing kind of mindset is the perfect way to keep yourself locked in the cycle. And it's understandable why we do this because we see a lot of it. We hear a lot of it. And it's, I also think that the diet culture, the dieting culture kind of thing leads to that. It really leads to it in big time. This all or nothing is good or bad thinking. And then also when it comes to alcohol, if you don't get it right the first time, then you're somehow a failure, right? And so that is all or nothing thinking. And the reality is you're a human with a human brain. You're going to make mistakes. You're not going to follow through or something that you planned isn't going to go the way you thought or you aren't even going to do what it is that you planned. You'll forget. You'll get overwhelmed. Your brain is going to do what brains do. And you'll even be in learning a new skill. It's a new behavior. And so you're simply just missing out on a skill that you need. And so mistakes are going to happen. It's all part of the human experience. And the all or nothing mindset doesn't allow you to own and love and accept your own amazing humanness. And so the best gift that you can give yourself is to change the way you think feel, believe, and approach the times that you do drink too much. Even as you're navigating, figuring this out. And I also want you to, in this thinking, this has to be a forever thing. That also leads to that all or nothing kind of thinking, right? And so it's literally just continually keeping you in this cycle. So right now, what's really happening is that your brain and you, right, believe that alcohol is solving something for you. And by letting yourself use the exit, right, the term exit that I have and how I've described it, which is the examine, explore, experiment, X out, ignite curiosity, and trust yourself to figure things out. If you can kind of allow yourself to open up to allowing those four things to be like your compass, your guiding compass, then this is what's going to help you learn to give yourself grace, understanding, and compassion. And when you explore what you wanted the alcohol to help you solve, help you do, or let you experience what you actually believed in that moment. So once you can open up to exploring that, and once you uncover that, then you can experiment with new ideas of how else you could solve that. What else could you do to experience relief, have fun, connect with your friends, and relieve stress? Hey there, are you looking to get unstuck from the cycle of drinking, over drinking, shame, and regret? Then I've got some awesome news. 
I've just recently launched my five-day mindset shift program, the small changes to ignite your exit from the drinking life. If you are willing to give me 10 minutes a day for five days, you'll be thrilled by the shift you can make following what I share with you. In five days, you'll learn small changes that change everything. You'll get my signature coaching framework that has helped hundreds of others change what it is they drink. They're now effortlessly picking alcohol less often or not at all without feeling like they are missing out on all the joys of life. If you're ready to ignite your exit from the drinking life, then visit jumpseatcoaching.com forward slash ignite to get started with the free five-day mindset shift program. So one of my reasons for me was saying yes to alcohol was to ease the discomfort of meeting new people. And so once I started this process, and when I started it, I didn't really actually have it named like this and wasn't turned into like a methodology. But once I realized, but the starting of what I did and why I turned this into a methodology is because of how beautifully it worked in my own life. And so once I understood and realized what I wanted from the alcohol, then I began to ignite my curiosity around first, understanding alcohol wasn't really helping me with that. It wasn't helping me with any of the discomfort of meeting new people because the morning after was very uncomfortable. So I was uncomfortable meeting new people, but the morning after I was also very uncomfortable. So the truth was... And telling myself the whole truth, it was that I wasn't really avoiding any kind of discomfort. And it was actually causing me more discomfort than when I really started out, right? And then I also realized that alcohol wasn't actually letting me meet people because I didn't really remember much about them or our conversations. So I wasn't really truly meeting anyone, not really, right? And so after truly understanding that, I opened myself up to trusting myself to figure out ways to truly connect with people. I became curious throughout my whole day around how I was connecting and meeting people, engaging with people. And so it's like, would I actually really describe this experience of the exiting the drinking life? It's really a life of the journey of loving your flossom self. Now, for me, I describe it as the journey of loving my flossom self. And so that description and the utilizing the exit as a compass is going to allow you to open up to accepting your humanness, your flossomness, and loving yourself along the journey. And I love this quote that Brene Brown has. It's a, when we have the courage to walk into our story and own it, we get to write the ending. And when we don't own our stories of failure, setback, and hurts, they own us, right? And so a lot of times I've heard this before, but people have left off the and part. And so I got this out of Brene Brown's 10-year version of the gift of imperfections. It's in there. And so really the whole part of what she actually says, and I really believe it's so important, I'm going to repeat it again. When we have the courage to walk into our story and own it, we get to write the ending. And when we don't own our stories of failure, setbacks, and hurt, they own us, right? And so for me, this part of when we don't own our stories is this part of owning our humanness, 
realizing it's our human brain doing our human thing. And of course, we would have a setback. And of course, it hurt at the time, allowing ourselves to feel it, accepting that failure is part of the journey and that setbacks are all part of it and accepting what actually is, then that's also having the courage to walk into our own story, right? But when we're trying to fight and resist that and make it mean there's something wrong with us, then that's when they are owning us, right? And so that's really how I see that. And so how can we actually get started on writing our own story? So really it is to let go of that thinking and fighting the thinking that it's all or nothing. Is to let go of that kind of thinking, that all or nothing kind of thinking, and really to see and let yourself feel and notice the kind of beautiful shades of all the colors all along our transformation journey. So first, in order like to help you kind of do that and understand how it works, is I want you to think and understand how important it is to identify when you're stuck in the all or nothing thinking, right? So the first phase of it and how you're going to do this is first to realize and notice and become aware of the fact that you're in the all or nothing kind of thinking. And so the most obvious signs is the presence of the words always and never, as well as the words like impossible, perfect, disaster, out of control, completely, totally, ever, mess, everyone, no one, as well as any references to wagons or rails. And so really understanding and opening yourself up that first. And then these three steps are going to help you start to move towards the middle, right? Towards the opening up to your humanness, towards the opening up of loving your flossomeness. So the step one is explore other options. What would someone else think or say about this? Is there any other way to look at this? Am I seeing this from all angles? What are the pros and what are the cons of both sides? Right. So to really do that E part of exit. And then step two is to do a reality check. And so this is where the X part of exit comes in. Is there evidence that supports this opinion? And what are the facts? Could this assumption be challenged by anyone else? Are there situations where my belief isn't happening? And so this is literally, again, you are exploring new options. And so this kind of step two is kind of like igniting curiosity and Xing out. And then step three is switch the gray color words, so to speak, to when you find yourself using some of the extreme language or the all or nothing kind of thinking, stop and ask if you could find some moderate gray color words instead of black and white ones to describe the situation. Right? And so what I mean by that is this, like these words of impossible, perfect, disaster, out of control, completely, total, ever, mess, everyone, no one, as right, those kind of things, and then references to wagon or falling off the rails, that kind of stuff. That's what I mean. Like those are really more the all or nothing words, the black and white words, so to speak. 
And so switching over and allowing yourself into more gray colored words, that's really like igniting your curiosity and opening up the possibility. And you can also try on where you have your sentence and the thought you have and adding in or or with and and into your sentences. So notice how it changes the feeling of the sentence as well as the accuracy of it by adding in or or with an and. For example, how can you succeed and fail? Like that. That's what I mean, right? So how can you succeed and fail? So this would really be taking when you drank, say, either more than you wanted to or when you didn't actually want to, right? So that would be something you didn't do that you... So failure is really just a missing component. So the missing component is that you drank when you said you didn't want to, right? Or something missing happened. And so the succeeding part then is, and I can explore, experiment, and discover what was happening. I can ignite my curiosity and find out what was I thinking? What was I doing? I can give this be the beautiful, awesome chance for me to do that, right? And so that's kind of adding in the success and the fail into that. It's also important for you to change the lens through which you're viewing yourself. Because part of the pain of the all or nothing is actually coming from how you're attributing what all of this is making mean about you, what you're making it mean about you. And so I want you to really change that lens and open up to understanding that this isn't a you problem. This is simply an approach problem. And you're troubleshooting, creating recipes, creating new ways to give yourself the opportunity to explore this from different angles, right? So that's really what I want to invite you to open yourself up around and take on and try on for this week, right? And explore utilizing those three steps and giving yourself some more clarity and awareness to the truth around what's really happening and what is actually really making your struggles so very hard for you, okay? And it's this all or nothing kind of thinking and staying stuck in there, right? And so another simple little exercise that I want to leave you with is to let yourself, because I always like to leave you with a tiny habit starter step too, because what I described those three steps, those are like big things to try on and take on, right? And so in order to start practicing this, a tiny step or a tiny habit, right, exercise could be that at the end of my day, when I notice it's five o'clock or when I get into bed before my head hits the pillow, I will, you could either think to yourself, I will think of three things I accomplished today. Or you can get out a notepad, right? And I will write down three things I accomplished today. Then I will smile big or high five myself or celebrate me for having done that, right? And so this is allowing you to start getting very curious and opening up to what you are accomplishing so that you'll have a new story you can start telling yourself when that all or nothing starts coming in and it's habitually practice pattern. Right. And so I want you to really think about that and let that help you to reveal and start allowing you to give yourself the gift of thinking positive things about you and revealing to yourself 
positive things to yourself about yourself. And so I want to invite you guys, if you're finding what you're, what I'm teaching here, how I'm helping you here, what's going on for you with the podcast, helpful, I really would love it if you go over to iTunes and follow and literally leave me a review. Write what you're getting from it and totally be 100% honest with it because I want to make this the best possible podcast for you to help you to exit the cycle of over-drinking, shame, regret, beating yourself up, thinking there's something inherently wrong with you when there's not. You are a beautiful human with a human brain doing it, and its brain is doing the brain, what brains do, and you are working on the right approach for you. And just remember, every day is a great day to examine, explore, experiment, X out things getting in our way, ignite curiosity around new possibilities, and trusting ourselves to figure things out. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to Exit the Drinking Life podcast. I hope this episode has helped you move away from drinking shame and blame and instead into confidence and full belief that the life you desire is within your reach. You are not alone. I have been exactly where you are right now. If you have enjoyed this episode, please take a second to hit the follow button so you never miss a future episode. And leave a review to help me reach more listeners just like you looking to break away from the toxic cycle of drinking and discover a healthier approach that leads to a life full of abundance and happiness. If you want to take what you've learned here to the next level, head over to jumpseatcoaching.com for more resources and tools. See you back here on the next episode. 